<clears throat> Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Todd Young. Hi, Todd. Hi, I'm here, ready to go. Me too. I also have Ranger to my left, kicking it back old school. Vance is in spirit in front of the Ranger. And this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FatazMuskie.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I made it. Uh, Todd, I know you saw that post the other day that we, we finally let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it there in a the podcast maybe two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, of the uh, big, mysterious, giant fish that was caught. We finally got the green light to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so we made up a post. So. It was just a really interesting story. I'm hoping that we can get Dave on the show. He can talk about it because that fish has a cool story to it aside from what we uh, put out there. Uh, but anyways, continuing on, if you're looking for some rod holders, they're still I'm still selling quite a few rod holders for that fall trolling. And if you're looking for a boat setup, I have talked to several people recently about setting up boats and uh, various style of rod holders that they, you know, they had questions on. So feel free uh, to, you know, ask through any of the outlets and I'll get back to you um, as soon as I can. Bait wise. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. So <laughs> how's Muddy Creek? Muddy Creek's doing okay. Yeah, we're doing good. We have pretty much everything booked. I just had a cancellation for not this Saturday, next Saturday. So like, nine days from now i uh, had a guy cancel and it's funny how that you know the same time someone canceled someone asked about a trip they haven't got back to me but i know i can fill it if i want to but if i have a day off believe me i will not be that upset uh but uh i think vance and i have about four or five days left we can do between now and the end of what we're going to call our season uh get a hold of us we'll get out there try to get you on some fish Falls finally starting to happen here. We just went through, you know, the weather. The weather's been crazy this year, Andy. Uh, early season was just a monsoon, and then now we just spent like a month or more with like the same exact water temp, seventy degree water temp. Started early September. August was uh, August nights were kind of cool, mm-hmm. and. Uh, water temps dropped a little bit we went down to like 70 and you know out on the water again today it is still 70 it is not fall uh normally by now i'm wearing long johns and, uh, it, it is know, it is kind of nuts because you know it this october's here it, it creeped up on me mm-hmm. and you know it's i used to have to go down to my river to check water temperature and if if any you know long time listeners know my favorite water temperature in the in the river in the fall is 55 55 yeah and i'm i'm you know i look back in some photos and stuff like that and you know i'm going to say that this might be a tinge early but we're not that far off from where you know if i get the right weather i'll be 55 you know give or take for like a couple weeks and then i have like my perfect utopia there and i we we now have a new site, uh, data site for the uh, USGS, and it's literally I have to pass it in my river, 
and I pull that up and I'm like, all right, look at that. We're at 66. Oh crap. These, this past week it's, it's flirting with 70. It just, yeah, it's, been, it's right there. It is not. I've seen 71. I've seen 69. It's been the same now for, I, I, I can never remember a season like this. I mean, like you said, we're into October. <laughs> this is, I had a lot of, I can look back through old pictures and old posts where it was middle of September and I had, you know, fall gear on up here in, in New York, uh, right beside the Great Lakes, where, you know, where we're fishing. And that has not happened. But, uh, no, so. it, it, it's just, it, it's kind of, it, it's, it's kind of weird because now, now I'm going to sit back and predict because we're right now outside it's blowing like a banshee because there's going to be like, I'm going to say the first major cold front of fall coming in. Yeah. And then it's going to kind of stable out next week, you know, highs in the low sixties ish more what we're used to. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Memory seems to always serve me saying, Hey, you're going to get that mid October warm up again. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, is it going to, are we looking at a nosedive? Like we kind of hit last, yeah. last November where it just, Late October, November, just dove in temp, and then it stayed down, and we had a really, really, for us, a rough November, December with snow and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I also remember 60 degrees, you know, you know, right around the first of the year, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, water temps are way warmer than than normal. We have It's not fall yet. It's still 70-degree water temps. So we'll see. Fall fishing might still be coming. Uh have you noticed any any difference, like any any pattern wise of the um, that that mimics, uh, you know, just prior year, just off of memory? Like, hey, we used to be doing really well casting these weeds, or you know, the weeds there yes. are the weeds thicker. Is there anything you're picking up? Yeah, there's there's nothing. It sucks. I'll be honest. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> sucky. Yeah. yeah. We've been grinding. I mean, you can catch them deep. You can get one casting shallow. You can get one trolling short lines. You can get one trolling a deep line. No pattern, nothing going, uh, you know, for the last week, we'll put it that way. Beginning of last week, you know, talking eight, ten days ago, we were still doing pretty good. But it's not been been the greatest of fishing, you know. Uh, No, okay, when you you say that, are you talking like like the grind? Are you grinding zeros or you're, you're getting one or two fish a day. We're grinding not those one, two, three fish a day, you know, a couple hits. I just casted with some people that really great people. They, they had no interest in trolling, uh, took them casting. They got a fish, you know, that was the only fish we saw. The wind wasn't real helpful the day we did it a couple days ago. And then I took, I, I was like, let's just, you know, they were both ready for a break. We went trolling, rod went off and, husband and wife they really were like not fighting but debating on who was going to reel the fish in like and i was like well someone's got to reel okay was it was it i'm reeling it no i'm reeling it or no you reel it sweetie no you get it you get it you get it you get it no you get it that's what we went through they had no interest in it you know so we we got one lost one we trolled a couple hours and it was like okay they have no interest in doing this uh we took our break and the last day we did a half day with them yesterday and uh they got they got two lost a night 
lost a smaller fish that did an incredible jump right at the boat. One guy got one on like the, you know, the guy got one on a figure eight. Uh, the wife had a nice one follow, like nice being nice for what's happened the last week was a <laughs> mid forties, maybe, you know, probably lower forties, but it came in and it followed her around probably five times around a figure eight. She was throwing the bucktail and, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not been uh, it's not fall yet here. Yeah, I just w- when you were selling it as fishing was was not good. There mm-hmm. are people out there that are like, "What you're getting one, two, three fish a day, and you're calling that not good?" <laughs> well, we, yeah, we're getting yeah, but that's still not good. It's been a grind, you know. I can't put a pattern together. That's been the hard part, you know. It's one thing to get one or two hits a day and we get a fish or two each day, but it's another, you know, it's nice when they're doing the same thing. It's like right now I'm catching one on something when I'm trolling, I'm catching one up on a high bait. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm sort of in a search mode. I'm going to dump one side of the boat deep, one side high. And, you know, we get two hits that day. One's on the uh, bait I'm running, you know, 15 feet down and 17 feet of water. And the other one hits a bait that I'm, running you know eight feet down over 24 feet of water uh just not getting any pattern here uh when you when you're running the sides of the boats like up Mm -hmm. high and down low like when when i think oh i'm gonna do a search pattern so i'm gonna have each side of the boat have something shallow middle or deep you know something stagger it Mm -hmm. off each side of the boat but if you're running it on say the right side of the boat is shallow the left side is deep are you then going to try to troll contours, weed edges, or you're just like, I'm, I'm going out and, you know, then, and then do you put the shallow baits, you know, closer to the shallow water? Or yeah, you... I'm, I'm, I'm more doing that when I'm searching at open water, you know, like if I'm making a pass out in 24 feet of water, I know where my baits are running. I'm going to dump one down. Now, obviously, if I'm, if I go short lining, I went short lining yesterday. I dropped the people off. We did half day at half day by myself. And I just went looking for weeds. I really didn't have any anticipation of even fishing, but I haven't really been out in the boat by myself. And I just went and was searching our south basin here where they did a lot of spraying. I was looking to see if I could find any type of weed growth anywhere. So did you find anything in the spray zone? No, I didn't find anything. No. So it like it stuck. It wasn't just a a, bandage. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't find anything, but I was looking for, uh, I was in some areas and I put on some real short lines. I was going up into the six, eight foot range, you know, and just looking to see if I can find some weeds. And I put some short lines out and they ended up getting a 21 inch walleye, which has already been, uh, that was my dinner tonight. Circle uh, of life. Circle of life. It's already gone, done. And, uh, we got a muskie that was just a little longer than that. Yeah. Uh, about a 26 inch muskie doing the short line in nothing looking for weeds, but yeah, they just seem to be all spread out. That's been sort of the story of the season for, for us, you know, uh, Vance and I both been getting some good numbers, but you know, you get on and get something good. And uh, the next day it's not exact. It ha- just hasn't been exactly the same. You know, they've been in the same area, but when you're talking about a couple, maybe a mile apart or something, you know, a lot of lakes that you're used to fishing, Andy, when I'm used to fishing down PA, that would be a huge 
huge area. You I know, mean, that would be the next lake because yeah, there's not exactly. a mile across. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're hitting them really good one day and you get on there. Yes, we're going to get them again today. And that's not happening. It's, it comes into search mode and uh, we've been searching them out and getting a lot of fish, but uh, it's been a different, different year by all means, different year. But uh, Vance and I did, like I said, we have a couple days left. We'll get a, you know, get a hold of us. We'll try to get you on. Next year's books are opened up. I already booked a bunch of days. I know Vance has too. So uh, we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. That's what we do with Muddy Creek. That was a nice long plug. Yeah, that was a nice plug. (laughs) A little wrap up for what's happening right now. Yeah, we'll probably go in a little more depth. I got to. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. And big thanks to Ranger Boats. I just saw a post that uh, Ranger, I guess they have completed their production line for the new FS Pros. There's big giant boats. Um, oh yeah. You know, I, I I I'm not terribly familiar with them as they are new boats, but they have the 622 and I think the 621 Pro. Um, 622 is a giant boat. And yeah. it's essentially a 620, 621. That's just a little bit longer. And then the Pro, which I find interesting. Um, you know, I think we've been talking since, you know, I don't know, the glaciers receded here, that the uh, the layouts of, of musky boats with, you know, having a, a adequate front deck, a nice cockpit space, and a adequate rear casting deck um, is just a really, really nice layout. And people are going to be like, well, all of these boats have that. The The big advantage of this new 621 Pro and the Angler series that Ranger has is you have these walk-up to gunnels, as we call them. The horseshoe yeah. storage box is great for storage. Don't get me wrong. Great, big, beautiful boats. I've been in a couple of them. They're all fan. I mean, they ride fantastic. They're great boats. It's a pain in the butt to troll out of them, and yep. I mean, so it really condenses your room in the back. You know, uh, we've talked about it. Everybody's got their own. You know, there's no boat that's good for everybody. You know, what what one person loves, uh, the next person doesn't love, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. And that, that that's what those that other series did. You know, that other series just I, I was never had, never had interest in that. You know, I, I have to see two people in the back of my boat when I'm going, you know, uh, a lot of times I'm doing a charter. I need cockpit space. I got plenty of room to store baits in the boat that I got in the Angler series. But, man, I don't need that same condensing down the inside of the cockpit. But, you know, if you're just a caster all the time, you can get it with a bass boat. That's great. But, you know, we do we do both. We do a lot of both. So mm-hmm. I need that cockpit space. I need some room for people and uh, I still have plenty of room to store baits, but uh, very important. Makes it much easier for me to be able to get up to that gunnel as we talked about, walk up to it and reel that stuff in, not have to lean over a box and lean over somebody's somebody for their life <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and you can find Ranger boats. If you're over by us, Western Pennsylvania, uh, East uh, Eastern Ohio, West Virginia area, uh, a really, really top-notch Ranger dealer is Vicks Marine Sports Center. They're located in Kent, Ohio. They carry StarCraft, StarWeld, 
Ranger boats, the Ranger uh, aluminums, the Ranger pontoon boats, and the fiberglass boats, bass boats, and multi-species boats. So check them out online. They have a great used inventory, and they're fishermen, so they kind of know what they're doing when they're setting up a boat. And St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. I, uh, I'll have a little story about using St. Croix rods, um, later on in this show. Um, but they're, they're great rods. If you're looking for a new rod, you know, right now it's October, but you're going to be thinking about Christmas. Cause if you've been in Walmart lately, they already got Christmas stuff up. Todd, have you been in Walmart lately? No, I haven't. Okay. They have Christmas stuff up in the lawn garden section. Yeah. At least in what our... happened to Halloween? I mean, yeah, it's, um, they have that too, but I think that they're, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that black Friday is like really mm-hmm. not a thing anymore. It's let's, let's just start pumping <laughs> this for what it is. But, um, aside from that, you know, let's get, let's get back to St. Croix rods, you know, great Christmas gifts. They make all sorts of rods for all types of species. Um, you guys are enjoying your trolling rods still, I imagine. Oh Yeah. Very nice, you know. I know you, I I like the uh, durability. You know, it's like a some type of metal eyelet. We don't have to worry about the ceramic. And uh, I'm, I'm running the nine footer out the side. Got that seven footer down in the down rod position, and I'm running the sevens on my planer board rods. I just like it. I can see the action really well right through the line of the planer board and all that. That's the only reason I'm running that. So. Uh, the musky mojo trolling series love there you go so let's see what else do we got to go we got to go and hit up so show season it's right around the corner mm-hmm. one show you don't want to miss is the musky max plus it's in cannonsburg pennsylvania great show great venue we've talked a lot about it it is it's just, it's, it's such a well-put-together show. Sean does a great job. You can find a lot of top lure builders there, and it's not just for, you know, people will say, oh, Pennsylvania's a trolling demographic. There's some really great casting baits there as well, and it's it's a nice, clean, family-friendly event. Uh, be sure to check it out at muskymax.com and their social media sites. And, Todd, I'm going to let you talk about Muskie's Inc. Muskie's Inc. Muskie's Inc. is where it's at. You know, get a hold of your local chapter. They got them just about every state that has the uh, has any muskies. If not, there's one close by. Uh, very important to be involved in your local muskie and chapter. They can do so much for your fishery. That's a good sounding board for us to be involved in that chapter when you want to talk to the fisheries. Uh, I know our club took advantage of that. And, uh, you know, we have former fisheries, you know, people that made their living in the fisheries now members of our club and really helps get involved the more anyone gets involved the more that your chapter will be able to do so all the chapters are always looking for people so uh get involved get involved in your local chapter and uh your chapter's going to be do going to be able to do what you what they what they put into it you know a lot of good things we get a magazine every couple months uh you can take a look at the uh, musky lunge log which is really cool 400 and some thousand fish on in the database now uh can't look at that unless you're a member but uh 
all the the local tournaments. I'll I'll be doing a tournament with Zach Baker. Big shout out to him with his support for uh, with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides and the baits. Uh, we catch a ton of fish on his baits. They're going to be doing a. Uh, I think they have their last tournament right this coming weekend up on Canisius Lake, and then we're going to do the Muskie Big Baller Tournament casting tournament on Chautauqua Lake, which I'm going to try to see if I can go cast all day. I just watch people fish. I don't get to fish all that much, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, and that's all put on by a local Muskie chapter here in the state of New York. So lots of good stuff coming out of Muskie's Inc. Excellent. All right. I think we're done with the plugs. 20 minutes, 40 seconds into it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about my little fishing trip. So nice. Yep. It, it was a couple of weeks ago. We had a few podcasts uh, in between um, since I did my little trip, which, you know, anyone listening and they can't recognize my voice. This is Andy. Yes, I did go fishing. I was fishing four muskies, too. It was four muskies. Yeah. And. So I'm going to set the scene for you. I've been getting texts and phone calls from Vance and Todd saying, we can't find any fish. Andy, we need your help. And I just said, guys, I might just have to do that. So I'll be there. I'll I, uh, be there. I got your back, baby. I know. So I went out to the boat. I took a deep breath, exhaled it right onto the gunnel. All the dust blew off, and I saw the sparkle, and I knew that it was time to go. So I backed up the ridge line hooked her up to the ball and me and my wife went up to Chautauqua to save the day. These guys are struggling. They had to call in the reinforcements. So I drive all the way up there. It just so happened to be my 10 year anniversary. And that's what my wife wanted to do, but that's not the reason we really went. That's Muddy really Creek cool is struggling. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let my boys sit there and, uh, you know, take a whoop. And I had to come up and show that lake a thing or two. But first, we're getting up. We we drive up. We get into New York. We got to buy our license. Got to do this legal, you know. So we stop, sure? we stop at Hogan's Hut, which I didn't see any AZ baits there. They had some at the beginning of the year, but they're all gone. But so we talked to Skippy. And oh. I believe that was Skip from memory. Got to talk to Skip. I got to talk to Skip, and he let, he let me in on a secret. And Todd, I yeah. I don't know if I told you this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, okay, I'm going to break character real quick. So, anytime someone tries to engage and talk with me about certain subjects, mm. I will. And it's not because I'm trying to hide information. Mm-hmm. I will clam up. I will let oh, yeah. them talk, and I mm. really won't give them anything not like it's a do you know who i am kind of thing it's just like yeah. i kind of already know you're full of it mm-hmm. there's kind of like an unspoken thing like when you're at a yeah so anyways i'm like i know who skip is skip has no idea that all those baits that he sold earlier that year were yeah he paint. doesn't realize there's a huge banner hanging out front that says <laughs> az products sold here you never let him know that you were az he no all those baits were touched okay. by my hands And that were painted and stuff like that. And Uh so he's sitting there and like, you know, we're like, we need a one day license. And he tries to make small talk. Ah, so what are you guys fishing for? Bass? Uh And um, (laughs) 
No, my, my wife was like, no, we're going for muskie. He goes, oh, muskie. A couple weeks ago, I caught a 60-incher. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's incredible that you caught a 60 Yeah. Really? So I, mean, with. Yeah. I mean, that is... That is, I, I, as soon as, as soon as that came out, I said, I am not saying a word other than like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can say it. It, it, so it, it was just a little bit, a little bit awkward. And then we get on, she's like, my wife's like, well, why didn't you say anything? And I'm like, what do I need to say to that? It's, it, yeah. it's already there. Yeah. But so I jumped ahead from a very important detail. So as we were going to Hogan's Hut, now, Todd, I'm sure you've noticed that um, my wife needed to use the bathroom, and this, this is this is also jumping ahead a little bit further. We're pulling in, and you know how they they have a uh, porter crapper outside. I don't know if yeah. you if you noticed that, and there's I didn't know. all these signs along the front of the building. It's a, it's a gas station, hoagie shop, bait shop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. All these signs were no parking, no parking, don't park, all this stuff, all along there. And I'm pulling in, and my uh, gas filler cap on the boat is on the left side. It's on the driver's side, same as my truck. And I'm pulling in, and there is a pickup truck parked in right by that porta crapper yeah. and, it, and it, it, it parked the bad way. It parked right in front of a no parking sign. It yeah. parked like it backed into the spot. Not, not, mm-hmm. but there isn't a spot he should have like if he was going to do it he should have paralleled it but he didn't and i i'm like i gotta sneak through and my and so i'm like sneaking through and i'm watching to make sure i don't hit his truck next thing you know i hear the screeching of tires and i took the fender of my trailer right into the metal post guarding the oh jeez. and i mean i'm just i'm like dang it and and I look in the mirror. I'm like, it doesn't look really all that bad. And I, and then I look at the guy, get out of the porter can, hop in his truck and drive away. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to make me mad because yeah. first off I would have swung it wide, but I didn't want to hit his truck. He shouldn't have been parking there in the first place. He parked mm-hmm. really dumb mm-hmm. just to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I get out and I look at the fender and it's, it's it's not bad. It's like the fender didn't even it it didn't fall off the trailer, and mm-hmm. I, I'm like standing on it, kicking it and stuff like that. Some of the jail coats is scratched and and what have you, but I'm like, eh, this is really no different than my old my old boat's fender. You know, it has <laughs> it, it, it it kind of flares out. And I, I'm a little bit bummed. I'm like, I'm not letting this get me down. Mm. And Skippy picked me back up because then I know I know there's five footers in the lake yeah, after that. Enters, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, and I'm like, why do they have a porter can out there? And you go in the building, and it's the bathroom's out of order, used outside. And oh, that uh, makes sense. And I could have slashed that guy's tires for mm-hmm. parking in a no parking zone, parking yeah. like an idiot, literally just using the bathroom and leaving. Where did you go to lunch, Andy? We went up to the hatchery. Okay, you lunch at Prendergast. Yeah. yeah, that is okay. So. I know of like three launches, four launches, uh-huh. and that one is the one that I felt was the closest. Yeah, and a couple things I don't know how many I anticipate on running the boat again this fall, uh-huh. but I anticipate a lot of things that don't happen. So yeah. 
a part of the reason um, that I decided to launch there was the last time I went fishing there was almost two years ago. Uh And I said, well, I know that's a nice long run to where I think I'm going to start fishing. We're going to start fishing, yeah. And the reason is I want to pump some gas through that motor. And I, you know, I put some sea foam and stable in it. I just wanted to get it through the engine. So I put 10 gallons of gas in it at the gas wow. station. And I mean, I just, I don't know how much that, I never topped the tank off. So I don't know like what the deviations are ever. Yeah. You're, you're, doing, you're doing a little different than. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, myself. Yeah. Like, I, I might've put 30 but, gallons through my boat this year. <laughs> yeah. It's, an, it's every, every three days. Just fill it up and keep going. But go ahead. Okay. So launch the boat. And this launch, I don't, like the parking is 200 yards from where you launch. And mm-hmm. that's that's an exaggeration. It's far. It's a far walk. So launch the boat. I hop in it and I'm like, come on, girl, don't fail me now. And I'm cranking it. Okay. Okay. I'm like, okay, throttle advance, which I thought I was through this. I thought I had everything tuned and the thing fires and catches and goes. And I hear it like, I'm like, why are you missing on a cylinder? Oh, okay. You're just, you've been sitting too long, whatever. So I go and park the truck, come back and hop in. And, you know, we, we get going and I just, I, it's, it's, it, I can feel it in the wheel that it, it, it has a little bit of rough to it. I ah, screw it. And, um, I go and I drop the hammer and, you know, we get out of the no wake. I drop the hammer and I get going. And, you know, my wife, she goes, where are we going to go fishing? I said, I'm going to go where we caught fish the last time we went. Yeah. That's essentially, that's all I have to go off of. Mm-hmm. And this fishing trip, a couple things. I did not tell you, obviously, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell Vance. And mm-hmm. the reason I didn't do that was because, you know, we had... I just did not want any pointers uh-huh. because for a couple of reasons, if I went there, if I went off of a pointer and I caught a fish, I couldn't say, Hey, I went up there. I caught fish. Look at me. And then in the background, they're like, yeah, well, we told you where to go. I yeah. wanted the, we're going up there to go fishing. Yeah. So we go up to where we, we caught fish, you know, and, I had some baits that I needed to give Vance and you know, Kara's like, how are we going to find Vance? I'm like, I'm just going to look for him. I mean, how big is this lake really? And then after like five minutes of wide open, looking at every single boat around, it's pretty big. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it's funny because you know, you and you and Vance both talk about like, yeah, we saw these people, you know, several times throughout the day. And I'm like, Boy, it just seems like you're turning around and everyone's right there. So I'm, you know, going up the lake and, you know, the motor seems to be running, running fine at speed. And I'm going, I'm like, okay, we're going to be doing this. And I look and I'm like, there's Vance fishing in my spot. In the spot. Yeah. He was fishing in my spot. Just in case Mm -hmm. anyone's wondering, (laughs) he might've been there before me, but that was my spot. Mm -hmm. And now I had these baits that I wanted to give him. He has no idea I'm coming. He... I did in passing a few weeks prior say that I, I hope to come up in September fishing. I have, I did lead that much out, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell him when. Yeah. So we get up there and I get it. You know, I'm, I'm coming in. 
I wouldn't say hot, but I see their casting and um, I kind of get it off plane and I'm like, oh, geez, he's fishing with him. I'm I'm not using names for, you know, to, I didn't ask permission and I'm coming straight at him and I see the person he's fishing with the rod kind of like, you know, you're holding the rod and all of a sudden you just see like an arm go down. Like, what's this? I see, I see his head turn back to Vance and something must've been said. Vance turns around and he's just like looking like, who is like, like who is this? I'm going to fight you kind of look. Yeah. yeah. And then as I get like within a casting distance, I see him, I can lip read. And I think it was the words, Holy F that came out of his mouth. Cause it was very exaggerated, like a, a legitimate surprise. And I yeah. come rolling up and all of a sudden it was just like, I'm going to punch you in the face to Holy crap, tie on up. <laughs> and, uh, I, I get it to no plane, you know, on to like no wake speed and the thing's missing on me. And I'm like, this is hard because we had a really strong South Southeast mm-hmm. and that North end was cranking like the little white caps that it does. Yeah. A little uh, chop, a little chop. chop. And when I'm trying to like, like, you know, PMTT don't bump the dock. Yeah. I'm trying to do that with a motor that's running on three cylinders and I'm trying to rev it up and this and that. And, I'm just like, I had these baits in my hand and I'm like, Hey guys coming in hot. And I just throw them into the bow of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, he's like, what are you guys, you know, doing up there all excited and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, we just, you know, it's our anniversary. We're going to go fishing and what have you. And, um, he's like, Hey, we're doing this drift. He's, you know, get up there and, and, you know, start there and, you know, just follow us through. And Vance is like, man, he like pulled me aside. He's like, man, we're struggling big time He goes, I don't even know what one of these fish look like. And I just don't want to look bad. Can you, if you're on anything, can you, can you, <laughs> okay, that didn't happen, but I'm, since he's not on here to defend himself, you know, why not? So I'm like, all right. So we get up to the, to the start of the drift and I throw on the bait that I wanted to use a lot last year that I never did. I put on the old grape ape. It's new, but it's a year old. And I probably didn't get 10 casts into it. And boom, there's a fish on. And it was a fire drill. I I didn't hand this rod off like I did two years prior. I, you know, you know, my wife, she had to learn to open the net and extend the handle. And, you know, we netted it as anniversary fish and everything was great. I probably would have just shook it off any at any way but she wanted it so we got we got a couple photos and then i sent it to vance and you know and just you know that's i guess that's kind of what i do when i go fishing especially when i went to my spot i had to prove to him it was it was a good spot he's you know he's struggling spot, even though vance was already there i know i mean but <laughs> his boat's a little faster than mine so uh that's why so anyways, then we, we finished the drift. I see Vance go back up to the head of the drift. I, you know, I wrap that up and he's about where I, you know, we just kind of did this cat and mouse game of drifting. The next drift through, I, uh, what was it? I had a follow. The next drift, it was, we got blanked. By that time, my wife wanted to eat. So then we drove all the way down to the bridge to that restaurant called yeah. the Casino. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, at this time, Vance was not cast anymore. He was long gone. I think I did see him trolling. Anyways, we eat, we eat our food. We go out and uh, we start trolling a little bit because it was it was getting bad. I mean, it was a solid 
two foot white caps, but you know how it, it's a very quick duration. And yes. my wife was doing pretty well, but it was kind of harbored. It was at that called Bemis, I think that bay oh. right there. And, um, so we, we trolled around a bit just to kind of stay out of the, the wind. The funny thing about this was the first time I told Todd about where we were trolling, I had to use really horrible descriptive terms where we were at. And I'm like, yeah, we were kind of in the middle out here by the state park. And, you know, you were kind of like throwing stuff. I'm like, there were a whole bunch of seagulls just sitting in the water and we were going through them. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know that spot. Yeah. <laughs> is that like yeah. the common place for seagulls? Yeah, especially when it's, when it's real windy. That's just where they hang. Like, not just like 100 seagulls. There's like a thousand probably. Yeah, there's, there's more. I mean, yeah, I'm just... There's It's solid seagulls, yeah. And, they like to sit on the casino and poop on the roof or when they're on the water, that's where they go. It's kind of, you know... Same reason you were there. Get some out of the wind. That's where they stay. And yeah. So my rationale was seeing all these seagulls was, you know, like the ocean, ocean fishermen, they'll like, look at the, the the birds diving. I'm like, well, if the birds are sitting here, there's gotta be food. I know that's not even close to the correlation, but yeah, I hear it all the time from people. They're like, oh, look at all those seagulls. They're probably there's a bunch of fish over there. I'm just like, yeah, we're right. Yeah, they just, that's where they go. There's some fish over there. It was interesting because I, because we were, we were at trolling speed. And by this time, the motor had been running better. I don't know if I, you know, blew the stink out of it, but running it wide open for a long time must have done something. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's running better. We're trolling around you don't really pick up details on seagulls until you have a lot of time to look at a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. There were like two, three, four different species of seagulls that all look the same. Like some are a little grayer, some have a this. Have... Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was neat. There was a ton of bait around them, but eh, we didn't, we didn't get nothing. We trolled around a bit. And... Good spot. I got one there uh, yesterday. Well, I saved it for you. I I, I reeled in before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so my wife's like, Let, let's go back casting. So we fly all the way back up, up to the other end of the lake, and we start the drift again. And I don't know. I'd probably say halfway through the drift, I felt a uh, I felt a hit. I set the hook, and it's just always like he set the hook, and then like the weight was on halfway through the set, and then it gets. You just feel it like the rod unload. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a reaction that was any different than, ah, oh. like when that happens, like that's like, you have to do it. So I don't get one or two more jerks through fish hits. I I'm assuming it's the same fish fish hits. Again, I set the hook, same thing. Fire drill. We, we net it. It's a, it's a little little fish, but you know whatever we unhook it in the net, and I just dip the net down and it swims out. So I send a photo to Vance, and um, pretty much, I mean, I'm like Vance, I don't know what you're doing wrong, but I just I just caught two, and you know, in four or five drifts through there, and you know, I I don't know what to tell you, buddy, but uh, they're hitting purple and chartreuse, in case you're wondering. <laughs> 
And that kind of like we we uh we did another drift after that one. My wife had a follow. She she got excited about it, but you know, it's just, you know, it's it's lack of experience. It's and I'm not saying I could have converted that fish, but you know, there were some things that I I probably would have done just from experience. Um but you just you got to roll with it. You got to you got to go through those hard, hard knocks and uh we kind of wrapped it up there. We no, we just got the boat, drove it all the way back down. So, so from Prendergrass up to where we were fishing, how many miles do you think? From Prendergrass where we were fishing, probably four and a half miles. Four and a half miles, and we went that plus more to the restaurant. Yeah, you went another two and a half to get to the restaurant, seven. And then we went all the way back up. So there's four, mm-hmm. miles off. 14. I mean, we, we put close to 20 miles on the boat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. put the boat on the trailer and we headed home. My job yeah. was done. I came up two year, two year break. I got pulled out of retirement. I broke yeah. the lake and I just said, boys, there's nothing left for me to do. I washed my hands. Yeah. And, uh, got home. I got home and now, you know, my wife, she's like, Let's go back up there. I want to catch one. So, you know, I'm just like, well, we, we'll we see. Let's, uh, yeah. but that's, that's still to be determined. But yeah. I came out of retirement. I banged two fish, baby. And yeah. uh, I dropped the mic and left. Yeah. And uh, luckily the trailer rode just fine all the way home, which I suspected it would. That fiberglass fender, I felt around. It was just fiberglass. It mm-hmm. is solid. But, I mean, it probably... I, I, I thought about taking some, like, body filler and and just putting it in, like, where the gel coat chipped out, sanding mm-hmm. it halfway nice, and just masking it off and hitting it with some black paint, and you probably never notice. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm a little bummed about it, but I guess... If that's the price I got to pay for two fish, it is what it is. You'll be good for the next couple of years here. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be wearing tires out like you. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, but that was uh, that was my nice little story there. And how was how is your boat running? You're, 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 you're completing your second season now. Yeah. Picked it up in May of eight. 18. So you had the 18th season and now the 19th kind of yeah. coming to a close. Yeah. Everything's run good. Yep. Do you, do, do you feel, cause I was thinking about this. I mean, and, and I'm not just saying this, like if, if you woke up, and you had your old boat sitting on the back of your truck. Would you be happy or sad? Or not care? I wouldn't care. I'd be ready to go fishing. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. The new one is the, 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 the Ranger is so nice to run. Like when you got that. Talk with chop that two foot chop. I think it's harder to, I think it beats you more than like going out on Lake Erie or 
you know, I've been to St. Clair and big waves, you can sort of ride them. But the Chautauqua Chop is totally different, man. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. They just keep coming. And, uh... Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've heard, and I didn't look much into this because it doesn't matter. And it, even if, if I knew, it isn't going to change the way it is. Like, my understanding is, like, Lake Ontario is smaller than Lake Erie on surface area. But it's mm. it's it's deeper. It's a deeper lake, quicker. And Probably the, has and the, three times the water or something. Yeah, yeah. The depth of water has has a a part in playing with how the waves go, height and mm. duration. You know, I've never been on Ontario, but I hear people talking about the rollers out on Ontario often. Like the the waves are yep. more rolls. Mm. You get on Lake Erie, which is typically shallower it's it's bad it throws you around and so you then you go to chautauqua which has even less water yeah and it it's a quick duration it might be two footers on two second intervals versus three or yeah. four seconds yes that's the difference yep and, and they just keep banging it bam, 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 bam. and uh there's no doubt the ranger is really nice to be able to run through that stuff when it's time to to go home just trim it up and go full speed that's nice it's great i did it on on my boat i mean it was yeah i mean there were people out there i mean it wasn't like oh my gosh we're gonna die there were some mm -hmm. smaller boats and stuff out there but they were not up on plane skipping mm -hmm. like i was and we're just sitting there jing jing yeah. jing 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 just yeah. going through them and it's fantastic yeah. i'm not you know, we don't we don't fish like bass fishermen that are like run. Let's go to this spot. Let's run over here. Go to this spot. Let's run here to go to that spot. You know, the boat is just a tool to get you to the spot, mm -hmm. and you fish it. And if you start trolling, you're just trying to get somewhere to start trolling, and uh, really don't run the big motor all that much. You know, you ran yours a lot that day because you made the run down. And then back, and then down, and then back. Yeah, I, I, that was sort of intentional. Yeah, yeah, yep. Usually don't do that, you know. The big motor for the way I fish is just like get me to the spot. I'm going to go here. We're going to do our thing. You know, there are days that I'm casting all day, and when we uh, we do some moving around and buzz from here to there a little bit, but uh, yeah, the Rangers are a lot different. Than running in the land, uh, in in the waves, there's no doubt. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, all's been good. Spun the prop out of nowhere, got that fixed up. I have no idea what happened, but uh, I'd never done that in anybody ever had. But I've heard about it many times. I was in the middle of the lake. I was in thirty, like six feet of water when it happened. And uh, well, we got it fixed up. So. Yeah, and by spun the prop is for anyone who who might not know, um, boat propellers they have a a spline that goes that that mates up with the output shaft of the outboard motor, and that spline is there's two types, but I'm just going to say generic. There's a rubber bushing around that spline that on the outside of that rubber bushing is the prop. So you have the spline, a rubber bushing, and then the propeller itself. 
And the thought there is, should you strike something with the prop, you're not going to put a hard jarring stop to the gearbox, you know, the lower unit, and then the motor, which can damage internals on the gearbox or, you know, possibly the motor. You would much rather have the weak link be that rubber bushing. So, you know, you, you, hit, you strike something, the prop shaft still continues to spin. It just breaks free that rubber bushing. And, you know, you're still going to damage the prop. You'll probably damage it less since it's there, but sometimes that's immaterial. But the main important thing is you don't want a couple thousand dollar lower unit blown apart. Yeah. Yep. You'd sooner sacrifice your prop. And mm-hmm. Todd, you just said you were going down the lake on plane and then it just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was just up on plane and running down the lake. It was foggy that morning, so I was running like maybe three-quarter throttle, looking out over the top of the windshield so I could see where I was going. I was just trying to get to a certain spot, and uh, it just like over-revved out of nowhere. (coughs) Didn't hit anything. Lifted Lifted it up, made sure I didn't hit a bunch of weeds, and put it down and yeah i was on i was on the uh kicker motor for the rest of the day yeah so a typical repair for a prop that spun now so when i was saying there were two kinds of like rubber bushings that some are replaceable bushings to where you just <coughs> you, you you take out like that like each each brand of motor and sometimes different Different motors within a brand will have a different spline shaft coming out of the engine. Um, So they would need one to fit their spline. This, like, the the metal spline with the bushing molded on it. But then all the props are the same. So, like, if uh, Todd... Let's just say I had a bigger lower unit on my boat and Todd had a 17-pitch prop and I wanted to try it. If they were the replaceable bushings, we could just pretty much take the prop off of Todd's Mercury, just pull the guts out, which comes out very easily, and we could put the one in for the Yamaha and put it on my boat and my motor, and I can go drive it. Some are easily replaced. I think there's like Torque Flow 2s or something. There's a name. Um, then there are ones that they press fit in, and that's, you know, they, they're they a little bit cheaper to buy initially, but once you spin the prop... It's pretty much, it's spun unless you go and get it pushed out and you get another one, you squeeze it back in there. It's, it, I don't want to say it's disposable, but it's more disposable than the other style. So for Todd to get his repaired is you take the prop off and you put another one on. Yeah. Well, and, I have no idea what they did. I took it back to Vex Marine. They fixed it for me. So excellent. <laughs> I don't know if that's improper. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because you're up and running again. Up and running, yes. So, other than that, everything else is running good. Are you looking forward to the more fall weather coming tomorrow? I am. I'm hoping the fishing will get into the fall fishing. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I haven't had fall fishing yet. So, you know, as you're entering this home stretch, are, are you excited the season's getting near done? Are you, you know, what what's your feeling after you've lived there for? I'm very excited to get it over with. Yeah. And then you're just gonna yep. jump right into Blaze Orange. 
jump into blaze orange and uh for making uh raptors yeah yeah that's something but i still i i still think there's another you know we got a good month here this is i i really feel october is my favorite month just because everybody's gone the lake is you know there's lots of days it's going to be i'm going to see a boat out there it's going to be vance has has the leaves start to change for you yet yeah they're changing they're falling i blew some leaves today okay when i got back there tonight i have the leaf blower and but i'm not I noticing think, any I, color change I'm, I'm i'm noticing some but uh, it just seems weird yeah 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 i don't know i'm i'm i, I always look forward to the fall this is when i've got the, the biggest fish i've ever caught on the lake have come in october and uh just nice. There's nobody out there. No more skiers. No more jet skiers. No more tubers. And uh, it's just going to be fishermen. A lot of guys chasing walleyes. A lot of guys. Some guys chasing muskies. And always look forward to this time of the year. Yeah. And so far, we've been, you know, since October started here a couple of days ago, it's been a dink fest. <laughs> You know, and I, I don't want, I don't know if there's any correlation to this, but I, I'm running a lot of cell trail cams and mm-hmm. these past few days, and, and I, I watch other, other like, uh, other apps that I have on my phone that, that do, pre, you know, they predict deer movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. And these past few days, I, I always match up my trail cameras what they're sending me every day to what this app is saying. Cause I still think it's witchcraft. I still yeah. think it's a little snake oil, mm-hmm. but I mean, if, if I'm going off my cameras, it's, it's not that wrong that mm-hmm. this app is. And I don't know, have you ever tried to put correlation between, you know, like other wildlife compared to muskies? Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody talks about like the, you know, hunting the moons, fishing the moons, it makes a difference most of the time. Mm-hmm. This was a big thing that happened the other day. You know, I had some doctors out, and they want an answer. They're, they're very intelligent people. They're like, when is the best time to come? Or where's, you know, and it got to be a standing joke with these people. Like, I would hit, I would go, and we start trolling an area. He said, do you ever get them here? I said, I get them in this spot all the time. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, so that was our thing throughout the, you know, I fished with them a couple of days earlier this year. Like, this is a great spot. I've caught hundreds of fish here. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our, that was our, that, that, that's just the way it goes, you know? Well, you, what you should have said to them was, you know how you're a practicing doctor, you have a practice. Well, I'm a practicing fishing guide. Yeah. Meaning that every time you come here, you're you're practicing to get better, and yeah, yeah guess yeah. what? If I misdiagnose this, everyone's going to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just it. There's no answer. There, there's no fishing is different that way. Honey is different. You know, you're 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 looking for that buck. Do not go because the wind's blowing the wrong way. 
or because the moon phase isn't wrong, it, it, it you know is wrong in your mind, or when an app says, yeah, you cannot go. Guess what? I'll guarantee if you don't go, you're not going to get that buck. Mm-hmm. Fishing. You know, I can look back on some days where like, oh, geez, temperature dropped 40 degrees. It's coming out of the east. A lot of people would be like, oh, east wind, I'm not going. Terrible. Well, you know what they say. When the wind's yeah. from the east, fishing's the least. Fishing bites, the fish bite the least, yeah. Well, you know, it, you could go out there and, you know, I can tell the story of catching the biggest muskie that I've ever caught in my entire life was that exact scenario where you crushed them the day before, went back out onto the lake, and uh, temperature dropped like 40 degrees. Uh, it was insane. It was mid-70s. It dropped to like 40. Uh, wind was from the east. Ah, we shouldn't even go. I'm already going anyhow. That's the day I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. So it only takes one. You only got one deer tag, you know? So yeah. you, you got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be the best day of your life, but uh, I just keep going. Do I like it? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I've I've gone on so many days that I thought were going to be great, and they weren't. I've gone on days that I thought were going to be terrible, and, uh, you know, you get five fish and a couple over 45 inches, hey, pretty good day. That's happened too, so you just got to go. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious with, with how, like the last couple of days you're saying, you know, it's a dink fest, you know, you're grinding them out and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm used to this many photos every day. And all of a sudden it's cut in half or, or in third. And I'm almost yeah. wondering if there's a little cross reference there. Cause going, I, going back, oh gosh, 15 years ago or whatever, when, when I started screwing around with this stuff, um, I always, you know, I, I kind of caught wind of like, if you see deer out in the field eating when you're driving to your evening fishing spot, if you see deer out, it's going to be a good night fishing. So you'd like look extra hard for deer and then you'd mentally prep for it. The other thing that, you know, other people like, you know, this was an original thought was if they see birds of prey, especially ones that target water, Uh like if you see the ospreys out fishing, which you know, that's, they, they need to eat too. Yeah. Um, or eagles. Like if you saw a bald eagle fishing, mm-hmm. the muskies are going too. And I don't know how they get the connection other than just both being predatory. But I, yeah, was... I, I mean, I've, I've never, I've never thought of that. Never heard of that. But you know, the people I had the last couple of days with me were really into the eagles. And we probably saw a dozen different eagles. Mm-hmm. And they were all just like soaring up in the air, not one fishing, never saw one come down. Hmm. We they we saw different. an eagle when we were up there and it, it landed in a tree. We never saw it come down to scoop a fish, but it was in a tree like overlooking the water. Who knows? Maybe it just wanted yeah. to get away from the nest or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are things that like I always looked at when I was trying to do my pedal jumping back in the day to you know it hypes myself up i'm, like, oh, I'm gonna go out and i'm gonna kill them all and um 
I didn't really, based off that experience, um, all those years, I can't really say I put together a solid yes or no on that because some days I'd catch them, some days I wouldn't. But I also now can look back and say, well, I was a horrible fisherman back then. Not that I'm great now, but I can look back with experience saying, yeah, I really sucked. I had fun, but I sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, that's part of musky fishing. There's some days you're going to feel that way for sure. Yeah, and to kind of, oh, to wrap up my story, I just got to go on record because I'm not going to speak for Vance on this, but. I caught more muskies that day that I went than Todd did. Yes, you did. And that's because Todd was at home, not fishing. (laughs) Oh, I probably wouldn't have caught any in here. I I don't catch that many, but no, we're having a good time. It's a good, good season. Yeah. I'm on the board. It only took till September. Yeah. But other than that, you got anything else you want to talk about before? I think we're going to try to get a guest on the next time. And yeah, we had we had fun. I had somebody throw the pole in the other day. Really? Was, yeah. yeah. I, Doing a little casting and wrapped on the tip or something, and enough cork on there to float to his handle. So. So I assume we got it back. Yeah, we got it back. Yeah. A little bit of bruised pride on on the person that was casting. A little bit. I was told by the husband that that was maybe going to happen. <laughs> hey, expect that it's going to be a big splash. Yeah, you might. Throw, so I, I grabbed the uh, jig ripper and I uh, put the cork. I have a cork jig ripper. Mm-hmm. I figured, oh, you know, they're talking about this. I'm going to offer this up. Hey, you want to ever try this? And uh, just a little more cork. And, uh, but we fished two and a half days. She cast the whole time. She was a trooper. Great. I mean, she was into it. And I'll tell you, we did have, she did have, I, I said, I, I alluded to this earlier. She was throwing a bucktail, a lungeon, lungeon lures bucktail and, uh, bring it in because she had fished before and she was sort of accustomed to the bucktails. Wasn't really into the jerk baiting and I was like okay I got some I'll give you one and she was throwing that thing and uh I looked out it was nice clear water it was kind of calm when this happened and I I, I saw like halfway through the cast I was like well there he is and at the same time she said I see him I see him she brought that thing into the boat and got into her figure eight it was like kneeling down but the third time around that the fish followed she said what should I do? I was like, just keep going. You know, uh, thing followed probably five, six big looping figure eights. It was there for probably 30 seconds around the boat. She would, and, uh, I fish turned and left. This is the couple that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Took controlling a little bit the day before, cause we had casted our butts off. They had casted, and uh, we got a fish on, and they were arguing like, "You get it? No, you get it? No, you get it." Mm-hmm. At the end of the at the end of the trip, she said, "You know, that was way more exciting than catching that fish." I reeled that one in trolling, but you know what? 
you know, you can almost take a step back on, on the perspective there because so you, you have a fish hooked up trolling, whatever you might have it. You have it on. Yeah. There's a little bit of like a, a connection there, obviously like a physical connection of, of the rod and the, and the line and, and stuff like that. But you, you scoop it into the net Everything about that whole thing. So the rod hits, you know, the rod goes off. You reel yep. in the fish. You might see the fish splash or do whatever. You get it. You scoop it into the net. And all right, cool. So then you grab it by the face. You take some photos. You put it back in. Yep. And the only time that in that whole interaction that the fish is natural is when you let it go and it's kind of getting its bearings. And yeah. even there, it's not completely natural. Mm. But when, with, like what you were describing with, you know, eight go-arounds on a figure eight, you're having a lot of time watching the fish react to what you're doing, yeah. watching the fish be natural, mm. as natural as you can get it, other than just like coming up to a dock and looking at it under the water. This thing is kind of hunting. It's kind of like tinkering around. There is that a really wants a bait. If it wants it, it would grab it. But yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, and that 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 interaction is that's why casting is uh, so different to trolling. Yeah. You know, and those and those long follows. I mean, like the long follows and the long boat side hangouts. Mm-hmm. That's something that you don't. I I, I guess a lot of. Not a lot of people talk about that because it's not the glory photos or the big fights or the yeah. head shakes and stuff. But that is probably some of the most genuine interaction you're going to have with that fish. Yep. That and isn't this, this. This lady, when it was done, the fish finally left and she went around a few more times and it was gone. But she's like, "I'm not. I'm not going to shit you. My knees are shaking." And I'm beside myself right now. And I was like, you did a great job. You did everything you could have done, you know. And and her husband's in front of the boat. And he, he had, like, just quit reeling because he heard, he heard her and I talking. Like, oh, there, there it is. He's concentrating on his own bait fishing. And it had probably, she already had it in the figure eight. And when he looked back, it was a nice fish. When he looked back, he, like, stopped reeling. So by the time this was all done, he had cast it out to the front of the boat and the bait, his bait, he just stopped reeling with watching. And he's like talking to her too. Like we didn't, I didn't say anything until she said something to me. I'm not going to say like, keep going, go. Well, I, I do say that. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Am I doing okay? What should I do? I was like, quick, quick, you know, dip it down, dip it down. And I was, I was going to keep. So by the time he, he looked, when he started reeling, his bait was all all the way behind the boat. He's like, I didn't even reel in. I heard you guys talking. I started looking, and he just got into it, too, you know. Uh, and just as you said, I've had people that have caught 30 fish with me trolling. And uh, a big follow sometimes is what they want to remember. Two years later, they'll come and talk to me about that. Do you remember that one? I was like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Archers don't do that figure eight like that. These should talk with fish. That's very rare that this happens. 
and I've been out. I've fished the other waters. I know what everyone talks about. The figure eight is so important. Our fish on this lake just do not react to that the same. Uh, I've caught in one fish on Chautauqua figure eighting. Mm-hmm. Now, I, don't, I haven't caught a lot. It was a couple years, a couple, three years ago. It, it was a figure eight raptor fish, which raptors, just like gliders, are not great at figure eights. Mm-hmm. But I got this one to go. Now I kind of thought, just based off of seeing it coming in, that this fish will probably go if I just touch it along the side. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Even even like down here in Pennsylvania, in the area that I am, figure eights, man. That's I've seen one legitimately get caught doing a figure eight. But then again, you know, hindsight, I don't think that was the fish that came in that was running around the eight. I just think there was another one there. Mm-hmm. that that you know it i don't know but it's it's different you know when i go to different parts of the country when i was doing that yes extremely important you know some some areas you're getting most of your fish on that figure eight but here it's just like you know you you, you can do it you bring it in and these fish come up they look and they're gone that's just it that's what they do so it's always neat when we get one to start going on that figure eight and start chasing, you know, I've been with, I was with, I can just picture one that was coming in on a swimmer that I was throwing one time and I went around two or three times and it hit it and looked advanced as like television. Yeah. That's a TV strike right there. And he's like, that's incredible. You know, it just doesn't happen all that often, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a rarity. At least, you know, maybe maybe we suck at it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, I, I'm not saying I don't figure eight, but I, I think I figure eight when I do see a follow. But I also do the raptor pause, you know, 5, 10, 15 yeah. feet out. I pause it, give it a three yep. count or whatever, a couple twitches. And, and that's part of it for the way we're fishing, you know, I'm using that jerk bait. And mm-hmm. Most but, of the time that fish is going to commit right there or not, you know. Yeah. Something I you might not even remember saying this, but you know, several years ago, well, like might have been the first time we were fishing and stuff. I asked him like, "Do you figure eight every cast?" Because that's that's kind of what's preached, um, mm-hmm. you know, figure eight every cast. And you said something along the lines of, "If I see a fish, I will," but that time that I spend figure eighting, I would rather you know, cumulatively over the course of the day, I'd rather have that time in casts, meaning yes. If if I was figure eight and let's just say it took, I spent twenty minutes figure eighting mm-hmm. after every cast. Every cast, you figure eight for I don't know ten seconds. Add that up yep. through the course of the day. It's twenty minutes. You would rather have twenty minutes of extra casts. Than, I would than those times, and that's what really turned me to pay attention. If you don't see nothing there, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get screwed out of a fish that you might not have seen. But yep. the, the conversion rate here sucks anyway, mm-hmm. so you yep. might not have had anything come of it regardless. And, yeah, and, and and in saying that, I I tell people, you know, I could you could probably have somebody sitting there with a swimmer off the back corner of the boat and just like doing figure eights the whole day, not even cast. Mm-hmm. That'd be a long, boring day. It'd be like jigging for muskies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, most boring thing you could ever do. Ever, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're going to catch some fish. 
if they just did that the whole entire day. But by all means, I feel like, you know, I'm going to do that pause. I'm going to give them a little play time at the boat. If I don't see something, I will take my chance on the next cast. And I've, I've come in and done like five figure eights playing around and you lift that out of the water and a fish could still shoot up out. But a lot of that has to do with where we're fishing too. Like I said, you know, you go out to that Midwest, those fish are a lot shallower fish out there. Uh, you go out to the, you know, Minnesota, they're catching them in much shallower water. A lot different, a lot different. The, the, that, that, that type of fish responds a lot differently and acts a lot differently than our fish out here. But uh, by all means, I'd rather have a couple more, you know, give me another hundred casts right. rather than wasting time or spending time figurating. <laughs> and that is just, you know, that that's another perspective that mm-hmm. is not really talked a lot about because, and, and I, I'd say that, I say this not with any, you know, looking down upon the figure eight people that, mm-hmm. that do this a lot. I mean, absolutely, there's people that, that catch them doing that. But something that isn't talked about is if you're from the group that, like, kind of think, like, hey, this kind of sucks doing this every cast. And, you know, I get people giving me weird looks all the time. You know, because that was another thing. Like, at first, like, ah, it's a badge of honor. I'm out here figure eight and three complete times every cast. And then after a while you do it and you're like not catching anything and people are like, mm-hmm. does that even work? I haven't seen you catch a fish all year doing that. Yeah. And then you start getting self-conscious up. It's not illegal and it's not wrong. You know, just as long as you know, pay attention, you know, execute when you need to. And if not, just keep on casting. That's the biggest thing. Pay attention. You know, what, like I, I like using the Raptors that have the tail on them you know, the soft tails or one of the ones we have painted with the white head and uh, don't, don't be staring at the bait. I I look at the bait as a, just a guide. You, you want to look behind the bait and that, that's, that's a big thing I get into with the, with the clients. You know, there's sometimes they come up and they'll do a turn or something at the boat and the fish will come up and it'll leave and I'll be like oh did you see that no I didn't see it it's like where are you looking I was looking at the bait you want to look behind the bait any type of you know you, you can pick up a fin you can pick up an eyeball you can pick up just the maybe the mouth opening a little bit but uh, not staring at the bait we'll put it that way yeah, and I guess to add to that a little bit, like when you're saying, you know, the soft tails where you can see the tail or or a, or a, a paint pattern that you can pick it up at a distance, mm-hmm. how I pick up my follows or or anything that seems out of the ordinary, um, I'll find the bait, I'll look at the bait, and then when I move it, I don't move my head. I don't yeah. move my sight from where that bait was because for me, it's easier to pick up a shadow moving into something mm-hmm. than just saying, looking down like, Oh, there's a fish I'm looking for. Oh, something came in to this zone. I'm looking at this, you know, one or two foot square. Here's the bait. The bait's no longer there. Anything changed color in that area. 
Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I look for. I find the bait, I lock my eyes there at a reasonable distance. Then mm-hmm. you you get it out of that zone and does does the color change? Yep. Well, and 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 you know, I always do the pause, I do the thing with the jerk bait and I still you know, do a circle or something. I'm not looking at the bait once I get into that. I'm just looking in the general area. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of times you can pick that fish up. Now, now I, I will continue uh, the circle and get into some more, another pause, stop. But uh, you're not going to catch it if you're just staring at the bait. I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah, and it's... I think some of that has to do with lack of experience, and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. But anyways, I think that's a great place to stop. Yeah. All right. Big thanks to Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, Muskies Inc., Baker Bates and the Musky Max Plus. Check all those sponsors out. We kind of had it all chopped up in the beginning, but you guys have heard us talk about them before. But, uh, you know, guys, good luck fishing. Falls here. Good luck hunting. And thanks for listening.